Terry Broussard Williams, today's guest, is a movement maker, activist, and nonprofit leader. She led successful efforts to pass smoke-free workplaces in Louisiana and Texas. She will share insights about her superpowers learned in television news production. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. Terry, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I am so thrilled to meet you. Same. I have been looking forward to just having a conversation with you, Devin. Yeah, well, you're an amazing human being, and you have such a like mission and approach to life. I'm excited to connect with you and learn more about how you're doing it and what's driving your success. So thank you very, very much for for doing this today. I wonder if you would just take a minute and give people a quick overview of all the different things that you're doing to drive social change, uh, you know, with your your speaking and your podcast and your blog. Tell us about all that stuff. And your book, my gosh, I, I left out your book, of course. <laughs> Find Your Fire is your, is your big book. Tell us all about that. Just a quick overview. Well, I, just like you, I believe that leaders can turn moments into movements and everyone, everyone can be a leader, right? Sometimes you might lead in a very small way. You might just hand someone um, maybe tissue when you're at church or you might, you know, give someone a dollar when you're at the red light. You are doing something for social good. Or you might lead a movement that is really robust. In my professional life, I am a lobbyist, and so I passed a lot of smoke-free laws. Sometimes they were in small cities. Other times they were in cities as big as Dallas, Texas. But we each have a way that we can lead and be a leader that turns a moment into a movement. And so I truly want to inspire people to see things that others ignore and take the first step to create change. And so I've done that in all the ways that you mentioned by having a podcast or a blog where people can go to learn more about people who do similar work or my book. Of course I have it. You have to have your book when you have one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hold that up again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But in Find Your Fire, I, I break it down. I introduce readers to other leaders and give them the stories, tips, and tools, and strategies that they use to create social movements for good. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, you give us sort of a, uh, you know, an action workshop almost at the end on how mm -hmm. to really implement these strategies to become a better leader, movement maker. Uh, it, what are some of the key tips that you include in that section? Yes. So what I've learned in talking to people and also managing people that lead social movements for good is usually we don't have the confidence to say that we want to do it and try because we're all wired to be afraid of failing, right? And yeah. sometimes we might feel overwhelmed, but if we can break things down in a way that makes it really easy peasy and tangible, then we feel confident enough to take that first step. So I have worksheets in the back. Um, the very first one I love, it's a commitment to self, a commitment to say that I'm going to take that first step. I'm going to love myself no matter what happens. And then I give people a framework, um, which is tied to the four steps I called a fire starter formula that will allow them to create their very own movement. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. What are the four steps? The first one is you, you have to understand your why or your cause. Um, Every step in the fire starter formula starts with a C because we are change makers for good, right? Yeah, yeah. The second step is truly building a collective. 
You want people that are around you that are going to hold you accountable, that are going to keep you intellectually honest about what you're doing. But you also want people around you that'll fill that table to make it very long and very wide and diverse. So that collective should be the people that are going to be your accountability partners, your allies, your coalition partners. The third step is communicating. You know, a movement is not going to move unless people know that you are working on it, right? Unless they know your why, what what you're trying to change and achieve. And so I help people figure out very, in a very simple manner, how do you communicate that movement? And then the last step is, is change. You have to get your hands dirty and do the work in order to see change. And so those are the four steps that are part of the fire starter formula. Yeah. As you've thought about this, worked with people on this, what are some examples that you like to highlight of people who've implemented these strategies successfully to really make a change in the world? Oh my gosh. So I'll tell you um, a story about someone who is not in the book, but someone who read. So this edition is actually Find Your Fire. It's a second edition, expand it with a hundred new pages. And this story, it's very near and dear to me because it's the reason why I decided to expand the book. But I got an email, probably you've been in the situation, Devin, where someone just emailed me from my website and it was someone by the name of Alex. And so Alex was in a PhD program and read found, Find Your Fire as part of a, a paper she had to do. And her professor um, told her, this is not an academic book. You need to pick another one. And she said, no, like this is helping me create the change that I want to create. And she created, she founded this beautiful international dance company um, that is rooted in really empowering people and allowing people to overcome trauma. It's a beautiful mission. And so very long story short, she dropped out of this PhD program and is dedicating all of her time to really getting this nonprofit off the ground. And just recently she sent me um, this podcast interview where she's beautifully, beautifully explaining her cause and her why. And she talks about the collective or the board that she's built and she's communicating on the podcast what they're doing. And she's talking about the change they want to create and how they need the public to be a part of it, creating followership, truly getting that movement moving. So I I love it so much. I tell her all the time she inspired me because when I got that email from her, I was on the fence about telling more stories and expanding my book. And that was the sign I needed from the universe to say, now's the time. Yeah. Well, that's, that's brilliant. Uh, It's great to see that you're having that kind of effect. Uh, And it is satisfying as an author. I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. You get those messages once in a while and you realize that somebody actually did read the book and they were impacted it. Holy cow. The the world is changing. So uh, kudos for that. Um, As you think about the, the work that you've been doing, uh, what brings you the greatest joy in the work oh, that you gosh. do? You know, I really had a conversation about this recently um, with someone who's helping me evaluate what's on my plate and ruthlessly prioritizing. And so when I really looked at what brought me joy, sometimes it's the very small things, like just connecting a human to another human that is doing good in the world and can solve a problem for them. You know, that can give you a high like no other. Yeah. 
But there's also something special, I have to say, about being behind a desk when you see a governor signing a bill or you walk into a restaurant and there's a no smoking sign and you know that you protect those workers that would have been, you know, in the middle of secondhand smoke, if not for that law. Um, so it hits me different every time, just depends on the day and, you know, how I'm feeling and showing up in the world. Um, but, but today I got a response just from an email where I was connecting someone who needed some help and that just did my heart so much good. Oh, that's great. The, as I think about your book, one of the interesting things to me uh, was that you you profile uh, a number of change makers and talk about you know what makes them uh, a change maker and and that sort of thing. And brilliant in, in a way, it parallels my book, Superpowers for Good, which is one of the reasons I love your book. I need book to pick so it up. I, I have I, <laughs> I have to admit I have not seen it. I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna grab one. Yeah, it's it, well, you know, it's it's. It's no uh, find your fire, but it's a good book. Uh, but uh, Monica was on my show uh, several years ago and uh, is is featured in your book, Monica King. Uh, tell us a little bit about her story. Refresh oh. refresh the audience who may not remember, you know, my podcast from five years ago <laughs> with Monica. Tell us about her and and why she's profiled in the book. Yes, she is an incredible social entrepreneur. Um, I love her story. Every every story, I tell someone's background, how and why they got into the type of movement that they're building. Um, but I also talk about their fears and their failures because we need to normalize that um, and really encourage people to hold failure festivals. Like, cheer yourself on because every time we fail, we become more innovative. We become just this, this person that understands our superpowers, right? And so yeah. Monica's this beautiful story of someone who is brilliant. Like she was basically was working in this, in a science field where she was using data and numbers and just all of these things to like tie to like nuclear energy. Like what? And one day she realized that it was not her passion. She did not have that spark. She wanted to find her fire. And so Monica left um, this career where she was just highly educated and was doing really well and began to realize that she was a creative at heart. So she built a business that helps people understand how to be innovative in a business space in a way that's not just like, you know, crayons and drawing and Zen moments, but but truly being yourself and showing up and finding innovation from within, and it has grown. She spoke. She's also written a book um, about innovation and just recently wrote a children's book. I'm so proud of her. But she's spoken all over the world um, to share this message. And recently, she's from from South Korea, and just recently, her book was published in her native language. Oh, wow. That's great. I hadn't heard that. That's great news. That's great news. Well, uh, you are doing uh, really inspiring things, Terry, uh, and you've had some great success. And for that, I congratulate you. As you think about what's driving your success, what do you think of as your superpower? Oh, gosh. Such a hard question. I, I 
truly believe that there are people who study one thing. They might be on the USA gymnastics team and they only want to do the bar, right? I am a person that truly wants to be an all-around gymnast. I want to be a generalist. And my background is in television reporting and producing. And I just truly learned how to listen um, and how to be reflective of the communities that you're part of and tell that story so that others can be inspired. And I, I think that my time in television truly allowed me to be myself and just to use all of those skills. Because um, even when I, I think of like how and what it took to pull together a book, I think of my news producing days. You know, you have to, you know, you have to start on time and you have to end on time. <laughs> the news yeah. always ends at 6 30, right? And yeah. and if you don't, like people are waiting on you. But also when you're a news producer, you have to make the right call on the booth. You have to know when to tell the anchor they need to go. You have to tell the director, you know, if you see something coming that he's, he needs to punch out of the shot. Um, you have to see things coming ahead. And so all of those things have allowed me to really just be a person that connects others and has that ability, you know, to tell stories um, so that others can do what they're built to do. Yeah, I, I think that is a really super powerful superpower. So I, I want you to reflect. I want you to reflect now on how you've used that since you left the newsroom. How have you applied those skills, that power, that influence to be successful at, at impact? Yeah. I mean, I use the skills every day. You know, when I I began as a teen reporter, actually, you know, I would go out and have to like interview these elected officials and I'm 16 years old. And so that empowered me to know that I could stand on my own two feet and not be intimidated by anyone and ask the hard questions, you know, and that is a skill that I use every day as a lobbyist. Um, making those tough gut calls, you know, I began as a young news producer at the age of 23 working overnight in Columbia, South Carolina, where I didn't know a soul when I moved there. And so I am the person deciding, do you send the camera crew out at 2 a.m. to cover a story or not? And having to justify that decision at 9 a.m. when the boss came in. And so, you know, again, being confident in making that call or, you know, speaking in front of, you know, hundreds of people or thousands of people and knowing that if you say the wrong word, no one noticed and it's okay to keep, keep, keep on going. And so if yeah. I ever have to testify, you know, at a dais, I know that still holds true. You just have to look at every lesson that you learn throughout your journey and how it'll get you to that next spot. But also, again, I, I return to, you know, we, we focus on having after action reviews to talk about what went wrong and how we're mm -hmm. never going to do that again. Throw those out the window. Have failure festivals. Let's celebrate what yeah. what we know we could do better and we will do better next time. But let's talk about what we learned and how we empowered others along the way. You know? Yeah. That is such a, a, a potent lesson, right? Because I think if if we see failure and it's hard, it's hard for, for me, right? This is something intellectually I can see perfectly and emotionally, internally, I struggle with, right? This this idea that it's okay to fail uh, because we we are raised 
to in a thousand different ways to avoid failure. And it takes a lot of effort to begin to celebrate failure as a part of success, right? That's right. No one ever goes from lower left to upper right in a straight line. It doesn't happen, right? So, uh, so uh, it's, a, and it's really a powerful point that you've made a couple of times today. And I just want to echo it because it is such a, a powerful point. As you think about these skills that you've developed uh, in the newsroom and that you've been applying in your work and the impact that it's driving, how do you coach other people to emulate you and to build and manifest those skills that you think of as your superpower? I actually tell people, never emulate me. <laughs> just, just be yourself, you know? Um, and Devin, I'm sure this is happening to you. I, you know, I use the word fire starter a lot in my book. I use the word movement maker a lot. And I started my blog in 2018. And last year, um, a woman called me and was inquiring a lot about the work that I do under the premise that, um, you know, she, she was starting a nonprofit and wanted to be inspired. Well, months later, she rolled out a website that had a lot of language that was similar to mine and used the word fire starter throughout. And so, you know, I, there's so many people that try to emulate things when they see that they're going well, that's human nature. But if we're really speaking about what is coming from within, and I talk a lot about the movement within in the second edition of Fire Your Fire, that is where you truly find that superpower because you're just being yourself. You will find joy because you're only striving to do better than what you did the day before. You know, that watermark isn't about someone else or someone else's expectations. And so that is where you get to really blossom. Um, and, and so, you know, looking back, um, I would have told that to that woman, but so, and I, I tell this to mentees all the time, the way that I wrote find your fire, especially the worksheets in the back, um, it is about creating social movements for good, but truly every day we have the opportunity to create the world's most important movement. And that's the one inside of us, how we choose to live our life, how we choose to show up in the world, how we choose to, you know, make things around us better. And so the exact same worksheets in the back that you can use for building a social movement for good are worksheets that you can use for your own personal goals. You know, so when I sat down and thought about writing Find Your Fire, I used those four C's (laughs) to create Mm -hmm. my outline and to keep myself on track. And so I give my mentees those same worksheets when they're talking about going for a promotion or looking for a new job. Um, So yeah, there's no secret. It's all here in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, I really can't thank you enough, Terry. And uh, before we wrap up, would you just take a minute or two and tell people how they can connect with you, maybe on social media, how they can get your book, you know, where's your website, help people learn more about learning more about you, okay? Yes, thank you. Everything can be found at terrybwilliams.com. That's B as in boy. Um, find your fires. Amazon, of course, Barnes and Noble, anywhere that you can buy a book. Um, for this first month of 2022, I have a very special discount. I believe in diversity and inclusion. Have um, 
a very reduced price for the Kindle version on that you can find on Amazon. But I also want to encourage people to spend time on terrybwilliams.com. I'm beginning to talk about something that I call the great reset. You know, we've watched the world have this great reset where, you know, everyone spent more time in their house and we understand what brings us joy. So I love that you asked that question, Mm -hmm. but we're also beginning to think about how we want to show up in the world. And in order to to lead well, we have to live well. We have to, you know, have a moment where we just breathe and take that mindful minute for ourselves. Or, you know, we truly have to visualize what we want in this world and attract attract the people and the, the things around us to help support us and help remind us of our superpowers for good. And we have to visualize that and, and put it in order. Um, so, you know, that's a probably the next layer of doing work as a change maker and truly unleashing those superpowers. So um, terrybwilliams.com at terrybwilliams on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can get all of these goodies, but also tips, tools, and strategies that other people have used to help change the world. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Terry, Thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for your insights uh, and thank you for the great work that you're doing. Uh, I want to wish you every success in your efforts to launch more good movements. My gosh, we, <laughs> the world needs the world needs every good movement it can get. So I, I wish you success with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And keep doing what you're doing because we need fire starters and movement makers like you so that we can set this world on fire. All right. Hey, thank you. And let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.